0: Good morning, afternoon or evening and welcome to the New Model Advisor podcast. I'm Laura Perkis, a reporter at New Model Advisor and today I'm speaking to Dave Chaplin who is the Chief Executive of Contractor Calculator about reforms to the IR35 off-payroll working rules and what businesses should be doing to prepare. So I met Dave last February at a protest against the reforms outside the Treasury. But despite a huge amount of backlash from contractors, MPs and even the House of Lords over the last year, they officially came into effect this week. So, Dave, to kick off, why do you think the reforms still went ahead despite all of the backlash?
1: For so many years now, and it's part of the the whole big project was to put this in place. So if you think back to when they first did consultations for the rollout to the public sector... Um, I'd imagine that was around 2015. I can't remember the exact date. So this is a sort of end of the six-year project and they couldn't just leave this last piece not done um, because... As we discovered, the reason it was forced through was that the public sector were really struggling to hire contractors because everyone would, of course, work in the private sector as a matter of choice. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it was putting the costs up um, and they just wanted to level the playing field and finish the job. Um, All of the reasons for it being delayed are are probably still there, but it's now law, it's happening, um, and we just have to get on with it, really.
0: Well, you carried out a survey among businesses and contractors a few months ago to assess how they were tackling the reforms at that point. And it seemed like a lot of businesses weren't actually very prepared at all. So, what were some of the most concerning
1: findings for you? Most concerning findings? I was surprised at how many firms were doing blanket bans. That was a worry. Yeah, me too. Um, Because I think it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction Um, and I think it's possibly more fear of uncertainty because it's quite a complex subject and there's not many of of us that have been obsessed with this thing for 20 years. And so the easiest thing when you don't know is to just avoid, right? Um, So there's that going on. Um, and I, I was thinking the other day, it reminds me a bit of, um, the penguins in the Arctic where they're all, um, um, they need to jump in, and they're all standing on the shore waiting to jump in to, to to catch fish. But they don't want to get eaten by the seals, so they actually all nudge each other in mm-hmm. <laughs> to check that it's okay. And I nice. think there's a bit of, that. I, a bit of that. I think there's a bit of that going on where firms <laughs> yeah. will just wait and see what everybody else does, um, and when they start to see yeah. other firms being comfortable with it, perhaps then they follow suit. But um, yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's risky for firms to. To decide to do a blanket ban.
0: What would you say to any businesses that were considering placing a blanket ban on hiring contractors outside of IR35 or who have already done so?
1: Well, I guess it depends whether or not they have really had a close look at what all of their freelancers are doing. It may well be that they have looked at them all and said, well, actually, we don't think many of them will be, could be hired on an outside basis. So it makes sense to to just adopt a company policy that way. But if there are firms whereby they could be hiring genuine contractors and a large proportion of them, then um, that would seem to be um, an unwise move because it will hit their balance sheet really. Mm-hmm. Um, their profits will go down, their costs are going to go up and they will find it difficult to hire. And, and I guess the, I mean, there's a phrase isn't there it was, um, Roosevelt um, the only thing to fear is fear itself and there's quite a bit of that going on it's it's, IR35 is not the big scary thing that everyone thinks Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's perfectly doable to hire people on an outside basis and the risk can be fairly minimal Um, so perhaps do me more research really and (laughs) and take things a bit more uh, and yeah just just a bit more due diligence on it perhaps
0: What could HMRC be doing to make the assessment of IR35 easier for companies, do you think?
1: They've actually done quite a good job compared to last year in terms of increasing the amount of education that they've done. And all of the guidance online It's massively expanded. They're doing lots of webinars, and I would encourage people to watch them because they're actually quite good now. A year ago, they were a bit high level and a bit vague, but now Mm -hmm. they're really detailed and the Q&As that go on are really good. Um, I think what I would like to see them doing, um, and I don't think this will come true, is to give <laughs> firms more comfort that they can hire on an outside basis without fear of future repercussions. I don't think there's enough of that. Um, uh, that's, yeah, I think that's where I'd like to see things, things improve more comfort for that they can hire on an outside basis.
0: What should businesses be doing now if they are going to continue hiring contractors?
1: So they need to understand the position of all of the contractors in their company and whether or not they would be inside or outside IR35. So to do that, they can start to do some um, spot surveys across and samples to see what, what might happen in various groups and so on, um, and get a feel for whether or not it's worth their while implementing an assessment regime. Um, And then if it is, then they need to assess all of the contractors, decide whether they're inside or outside, take external help if they need it. And they need to start communicating to their contractors early Um, because contractors are very nervous. And and one of the stats in the survey was that I can't remember the exact number, but it was about 50% or so that were saying they weren't sure what they would be doing um, past the end of March as, as we go into the new era. But, it's really not good for a company to suddenly have all of its contractors leave mm-hmm. and and they're concerned that if they stay there and they work on an an inside basis where they were genuinely outside before they're still worried that hmrc might come after them for historic risk so lots of them are just thinking well they're just uh, they're just uh, terminated if that, if they're treated that way and then they don't get fair treatment and they'd go and find another contract elsewhere so i think we're we see lots of transitions in the market, a bit of um, everybody changed seats, really.
0: Do you think HMRC has a responsibility to ensure people know the difference between genuine umbrella companies and tax avoidance schemes? Because I know there has been some trouble with that in the past.
1: Yes, definitely. They do have that responsibility. And I, it looks like they're taking it seriously. They have done some um, educational campaigns and they about tax avoidance schemes and how to avoid them. Um, they have a mantra which says, oh, if it's too good to be true, then don't go near it. I've heard that. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it's a, like an easy buzzword. Okay, you know, everyone's heard that one. But the thing is, some of these schemes, they, ju- they don't even tell you what your gross pay is. They just tell you what your net pay is. So you've got no idea whether it's too good to be true or not because you don't know what the money was you first started with. Um, right. And then some of the schemes are done in such a way that the amount of money you end up in your, in your pocket is the amount of money you would have ended up with anyway if you were just under normal salary, but the taxes aren't being paid and they're pocketing them all as fees. So that doesn't really work too good to be true. Um, people need to, to, to actually just look at the detail. Right. The good thing is that... There is a law that came in in April 2020 that says all agencies should be providing to contractors something called a key information document, which lays out everything that um, all the calculations and what tax is being paid and what's deducted and so on. And those should be passed to the contractor. So the contractor should ask for that, read that, and they should be able to tell from there if they're being paid correctly. And then they could use any calculator online or go to HMRC's website for their salary calculators and, and check that the calculations are correct. So provide, so they have the opportunity to do their due diligence and not get caught in these schemes. Um, so they, they just need to do that really and just be on their toes.
0: Do you think this could be another loan charge situation with HMRC retrospectively deciding people were inside IR35?
1: Yes, you could end up with a loan charge too, because we saw in April 2017 that, um, I think HMRC stats told us around about 6,000 contractors were pushed into tax avoidance schemes when the rollout happened into the in the public sector. So, it's mm-hmm. going to be a multiple of that in the private sector if something isn't done about it. Um, whether or not you'll get up to as many as 50,000 with the loan charge, I don't know, but... There's a, there's a genuine concern that, that contractors will end up being pushed into schemes. And it, and it often tends to be the ones that are lower paid mm-hmm. um, who don't tend to be so au fait and have accountants and tax advisors. Um, and they don't understand these things. And, and why should they? I mean, a, a nurse um, is great at nursing, um, doesn't know anything about tax, probably knows as, as much about tax as I know about nursing. Um, it's just, so they need, they need to be... Um, helped really to make sure that they just don't end up in anything dodgy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So to finish off, what do you see happening in the contractor market going forward?
1: People are wondering how this is going to shake out over the next two years. Will there just be a complete ban in the market for contractors and they won't be allowed to use their limited companies? We don't think that's the case. Um, HMRC have estimated that about a third of the contractors should probably be inside IR35. Um, We think that's probably about right. Um, So when you take that original um, half um, half a million contractors using uh, companies, we think to start with about half of those, we should still be able to operate on an outside basis and will do. because some firms will still have blanket bans and there'll be firms being overly risk-averse. Mm-hmm. We've also got the fact that companies are holding the bargaining power in, this early, in early days now of the pandemic and the workforce going back. So we expect things to change over time as market forces dictate to companies that actually they should be hiring contractors on an outside basis. Once they realize that the risks aren't as high as they perhaps perceive at the moment, then they'll continue to do that. When firms see their competitors hiring contractors on an outside basis, assuming they're genuinely outside, they probably feel that they need to do the same themselves, otherwise they can't compete. And I think this recovery will probably take around about two years. Um, So if we all start going back to work in the summer, within a couple of years, I think people will be wondering what the fuss was all about and we'll all be back to normal but HMRC will have produced the effect they wanted, which is that there won't be lots of people being forced into use limited companies that are completely inappropriate, and less taxes paid. So it will probably all work, um, um, but it's gonna take a while. Financial services appears to be doing a complete blanket ban. Yeah. Um, all the, yeah. Um, now, whether that will change or not, I don't know. Um, international banks tend to be very risk averse. Um, there are all sorts of compliance procedures and so on that go inside banks and things would adhere to. So there might be issues over the aspects of control and whether these workers are being heavily controlled whereby they can't really be hired on an outside basis. Um, But for those in IT who are working for banks, they could certainly be on an outside basis, but banks at the moment are just saying, right, everybody out, we're not hiring anyone. But I think over time, they will start to have to make exceptions, otherwise they 're just not going to be able to hire the contractors um, or they, or they might just push work off offshore um, or they might go to one of the large consultancies that charges them twice as much for the same person um, it just it 's not going to make <laughs> commercial sense no. so once we start seeing quarterly earnings and own uh, figures at some point, you would have thought the finance the finance directors are going to say, well. It's costing us a lot more money to do this. Um, We might need to revisit this.
0: Thank you so much, Dave. I think we'll leave it there. So thank you everyone for listening. If you have any thoughts about anything you've heard today, feel free to get in touch. You can find us at New Model Advisor on any social media. Otherwise, have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you for listening.